Hello and welcome to this week's OSIN Curious interview. My name is Laurent. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Laurent Bodo. And today I'm joined by my wonderful OSIN Curious colleagues. So before we introduce our special guest, um, let me just hand over to uh, our first, yeah, uh, to, to Matthias. Matthias, how's it going? Hey everyone, this is Matthias, also known as MWOSINT on Twitter, and I'm really excited to be a part of this interview today. It's, it's the first one that I'm a part of, and really excited to hear more about our guest today, and I'll pass it on to Michael first. Michael James, uh, Ginsburg 5150 on the Twitters. Uh, very excited to be here. Uh, so yeah, pass it off to Inez. Hi everyone, Ines, IWN underscore LX on Twitter. So it's actually a personal pleasure to have a fellow Portuguese man here today. Uh, he, his name is Rui Barros. He's a data journalist from a, a Portuguese newspaper, daily newspaper, Publico. He's done some amazing, amazing work with data, uh, using data to write really interesting articles, like out of the box ideas. And he's changing some things in, in journalism here as well um, and yeah although he doesn't consider himself an OSINT expert he actually he doesn't realize but he uses it every day it's one of those issues we've been talking here on the on the streams very often how people use it and don't realize it is OSINT and yeah so I will kick it off with a with a first question uh, Hui, how's it been like how challenging has it been for you to find like data to use to write a story. Hello, everyone, and thanks for, for having me. Um, yeah, actually, that's the, the main challenge as a data journalist, because you you rely a lot on data, um, as, as the, the name the name refers to it, because you, you need data to produce produce your, your stories. And um, sometimes it gets pretty, pretty complicated to find data because um, the government doesn't Publish any data set about about uh, something, um, and and sometimes you get to be creative to find to find that data. Um, uh, like there's 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 one, there's one example that I, I like to use um, when when we when the we started the first national lockdown during the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, we 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 were feeling like okay the the country is changing. Uh, there are less people on the streets, um, but but we, we 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 and my my editor was okay. Maybe that could be an interesting data story, like how how much the country is is changing. Um, so to give you an example, we 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 were thinking, okay, maybe maybe there people are not getting. Uh, jobs now because uh, we are in a lockdown and the economy people are afraid about what's going happen to, to the economy but uh, there are there were not official statistics on uh, unemployment uh, on that stage because we were like on the first 15 days uh, of the, the lockdown um, so we decided like, on this case we requested the data from a job posting uh, website uh, and we asked them okay can you please give us uh, the the daily number of posts that you get like uh, since January uh, uh, until now, and we actually were able to find like there was a significant uh, difference on uh, the amount of job postings that were being published, and that that was uh, that. Um, 
decrease of uh, of job postings was co coincident with the first uh, day of lockdown. So that's the, the kind of example where you can like be creative, you know, to find a way to to tell a story using data. Uh, of course, I'm not I'm not using the, those numbers. Don't substitute the national uh, numbers of uh, unemployment. You know that the, it's not the same thing. It's not the same. Uh, I'm not saying that, but sometimes uh, you when you, you when you don't have data uh, or official data about something, you can get this kind of data. So that's the main challenge: is to find data. <laughs> Rui, can I just quickly ask you, so for yeah. someone who's never heard of data journalism before, um, mm -hmm. is it fair to say that data journalism is about uh, collecting, processing, analyzing data to answer a specific question? Or I think it's correct. it's correct to say that it's uh, data, it's journalism that is data-driven. Uh, so um, most of the, most of the, uh, most of the times journalism is, uh, I, I used to say that the, if you, if you add to, to teach a robot to, to make journalism, the, the recipe is pretty simple. Uh, I'm not saying it's possible yet to make the, the uh, robots make journalism, but the, the recipe is pretty simple. You have an idea or you have. Uh, something new that just started, uh, for for example, um, imagine there's a, uh, an attack in something or uh, something in reality. Then okay, we need to to report about that. Uh, that's the main the, the first thing that happens on, on the journalist's mind. Then you start to uh, to organize. Uh, Information, not data. Information uh, about how, to, how could you um, report on that, and then you, you start to to think. Okay, uh, who I need to listen to write a story uh, about that topic. Uh, you do your research, you do your investigation, then you 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 can talk with people, and the the final result is. Um, the final result is a piece. Uh, it can be on text, on audio, on video, whatever. Yeah. Now, now think think about data on that. On that. So okay. uh, we were thinking about information. So we need to research about something. Now think that you could actually produce journalism, but the f the first step on it could be data driven. Uh, and what I mean with data driven is okay. There's uh, there's a new database on that let's explore it let's yeah. interview that database uh, and after interviewing that database you and i like to use the the, the expression interview a database because uh, it, it, it as a journalist it, it is exactly what i mean what i do but when i talk with for example data analysts they use the same expression like I, i'm making questions to this mm. database um, and after doing those questions to that database, you could find a story on it. Mm -hmm. And if you find a story in it, that's, then it's regular journalism. Yeah, fantastic. And also for our listeners, so here you can see, if you want to check out Rui's work, you can find it. Uh, this is especially important for our podcast listeners. So it's Rui M.G. Barros with double R dot com slash project. So it's Rui M.G. Barros with double R com slash project so you can find his work there as well yeah there's a lot of amazing stuff on there and, and also a lot of great visualizations which i think is something that's very important uh and, and 
when I see something like this, uh, I always ask myself the question, how did you get into this, you know, as, as a start? And then what led you to journalism to, to basically express yourself and your work in that form? Okay, uh, that might be a long story, but I'll try to make it short. Uh, so um, I, I was, uh, what, what, I've always been divided be between what we in Portugal, we, we, but we, we, well, it's the same thing everywhere. Um, what we call the humanities and the science, you know, uh, because uh, I've always liked to read a lot. Uh, I've always enjoyed a lot of history, uh, but I, w I was also a guy of science. Um, so I, wa I was always divided between those two worlds. Um, then when I was like, when I was a teenager, I thought that I would like to be an engineer. Um, because even though I liked, uh, I, I loved newspapers, newspapers already, I was reading the newspaper every day. I loved journalism, but I thought, well, maybe I'll be uh, an engineer, maybe because that could give me a, a better job. Um, so I decided to try to be an engineer. Um, but when I, I finished high school, uh, I said, look, I will not be happy as a, an engineer because I love journalism. So I decided to, to be a journalist. Um, when I got to the regular journalism university degree, um, I had, uh, well, I, I, I used to say that it was the, the perfect storm. I had already this background on science and maths, uh, but uh, I didn't really, I, I was pretty good at maths, but I wasn't, uh, like it wasn't my favorite thing in the world uh, but on the first year at college i had the chance to study statistics and finally maths made sense to me because statistics was about the world uh, it was about stories it was about people it wasn't like maths just for uh, using formulas and all that so that was the first step then uh, and that's why i like to say that it was the perfect storm uh, I got to I got to college uh, when I was um, when I was uh, uh, well it was 2012 yeah um, and that that was more or less the time uh, when all the big newsrooms in the world were starting to do really good projects with data journalism uh, especially in my case the, the main influences were um, the Guardian. Uh, they had the data block uh, that was like um, pretty fantastic <laughs> and really out of the box at the time. Um, and the New York, New York Times was already doing some stuff, and then other projects like Five Thirty Eight started. Uh, I don't re I don't re actually remember when Five Thirty Eight had started, but maybe it was back then. But like I was I was like a normal journalism uh, student. I was like finding out like maybe I really love maths just like i wasn't really paying attention attention to statistics and statistics is exactly my thing and i was starting to read those news outlets out there that were doing these fantastic jobs uh with data and i was like okay but that's exactly what i want to do you know uh, i i want to do these fantastic things with uh, data and i want to do these amazing works and these amazing data visualizations um and i uh, you 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 referred uh, about uh, data visualization i must confess that the my first uh, thing uh, the thing that got me attracted to data was the data visualization because 
uh, these newsrooms were starting to use mainly D3.js. That was like the new thing in town that could allow you to make those amazing charts, uh, interactive charts. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Uh, so I started to learn how to, how to coach uh, because I felt like, like well, if, if this is what I want to do, let me try. Let me try to learn, um, and that's that's how I got interested in data journalism. <laughs> to be honest, Hui. Um, so one of the works that you you've done that's pretty amazing, and and it was done in in a, like a, a combined effort with uh, with other countries was to try to understand. Uh, COVID-19 um, government contracts. Mm -hmm. And I remember we talking about it and, and the challenge that it was to collect that from, from a governmental database. Actually in Portugal, we're fortunate enough that everything's quite transparent in that in that aspect, that everything's online. Um, for, for those people who are listening now and are thinking like, okay, I would maybe really like to try this off, like this data idea of journalism and who aren't very, already very good at scraping, what kind of tools or what kind of even like books or blogs or place, how, how does one start? Like if you're already like a journalist or a student and you know the basics, how can you, what, what would be your advice for someone who's actually starting now? Well, um, I remember being on that stage pretty well because that was like um it was the uh, the biggest challenge you know uh, i remember being reading those fantastic words that i was referring uh, on my last answer and thinking how can i do that um and i don't think i have an answer for you uh, because because it's more complex than 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 what i can i can i can say right now what i know is i was really project driven you know uh, so um, when uh, I had uh, I had this challenge uh, let's think like I want to do I want to find out how much the my country um, is spending on covid 19 contracts uh, I want to know which companies are getting the most out of this uh, this contract contracts okay this is my for my goal. And then I, I need to uh, I, I need to be exactly as a uh, like a scientist. I need to okay. I have this goal. Now uh, I want to find something. Now I have to prepare a methodology. How can I achieve that? How can I find that? Okay, there is this source of data, um, but how can I collect this data? Um, and like like uh, don't. Uh, don't uh, be afraid to be silly asking stuff on Google. Like, how can I scrape a website? How can I get the data from? I, I, I've done I've done really dumb uh, and broad questions to Google uh, because, <laughs> fortunately, uh, nowadays there are a lot of great resources out there um, that will guide you in uh, in some way and uh, my 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 second advice is even if you like you have this goal and you don't know how to achieve it uh because you are really clueless and you already tried to google a million times you also also another advice is like 
go go over like GitHub or even some these uh, data journalist projects because most of the times we we write we like to write our, our methodology we like to explain to our readers how exactly we achieved that uh, how we, we we did that and that could also inspire you to to you know to to prepare your project then my my second advice is reach out reach out to someone uh that you know for example has more technical skills uh, in some some topic and talk with them um the, i used to say that we have this is uh engineers will understand me because i think this is a really portuguese thing uh the the, the worst thing uh, i'll try to translate it. i don't know if you use it in english but um the worst thing you can get is a no uh like uh people people will will say the, the worst thing that people will will answer is no i cannot help you uh but most of the times and this is from my experience most of the times the community is pretty welcome uh and and they they they, they really i really enjoy helping people you know uh i really <laughs> get happy when i get to to help someone mm -hmm. uh the, the only co uh, problem here is time most of the time yeah. um but 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 i really i really enjoy helping and i don't really mind if someone is stuck on some stuff and and he says look look i'm really stuck i don't know how to solve this thing uh i can, the worst thing the, the 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 worst thing i can say is i don't have time now but if you wait like uh, some hours before i get to bed give me 10 minutes to look at it and I'll I'll get you back, and I'll say this is probably more complicated than you are thinking, and you probably need one week to solve this issue, or this is pretty fast. You just forgot a coma here, and it's pretty pretty easy to solve. Um, I think yeah, I think I, th I think yeah. those yeah. those advice are are already um, already good, and I, I can do a mia culpa here. Uh, I. I was I was the kind, and I'm I'm still the kind that is afraid to ask for help. Um, I, 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 it's, I afraid is not uh, the, the the correct expression, um, and it's not also a shame. It's not it's not shame. It's like uh, is that it, 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 it? Yeah, it's it's the feeling that I'll be taking someone's time, and I'll probably sound dumb mm. for not knowing this. Uh, this and, and it's really stupid if you if you think about it because uh, no one knows no one knows everything uh, uh, no one knows uh, how to do everything in the world um, oh and another 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 advice that I have is uh, don't um, think that uh, because that's not the best or most efficient way to do the thing that you are trying to do uh that you shouldn't do do it you know my my first projects were rubbish uh i used tools that i that were not intended to do that uh like i had to be uh, really creative and like forcing uh, forcing those tools to do what i wanted to 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 do and the the final process were not great um so but 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 I've learned a lot while doing those projects. Yeah. So don't be afraid, you know, to just because you didn't use the most efficient 
uh, tool or the the most like some for example some some data some data folks or people that are saying starting with uh, with data journals or data science they 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 say stuff like oh uh, I use Excel here and they are like kind of uh, ashamed for using Excel Excel is a great tool uh, Excel Excel is perfect uh, mm -hmm. Excel does great stuff. Uh, I, I did. I, I, I believe that I did stuff with Excel that uh, maybe Excel was not intended to do that. But like, yeah. okay, I, I was able to solve the problem with Excel. Of course, then I, I, it's true. I I've realized that Excel, some, uh, on a specific time of my career, Excel was like holding me back. Um, so when I you feel that the tool is holding you back, you should. Obviously, look for a better tool. Um, yeah. I, I give uh, you can you can you can imagine that you have to make a, a, um, a hole on the on the wall. Um, you could actually the, the best tool that the, there are there is a good tool to to do that. But yeah. if you use another tool uh, and it does the hole that you need. Why would you be ashamed of it? <laughs> no, but I think, Rui, you, you mentioned something very important there, your second advice, reaching out to people and asking. And this is exactly what we've been doing. This is also one of the reasons why we started Wasn't Curious in the first place. It's about teaching uh, and learning from each other. So I learn constantly. Just the other day, I reached out to someone because I needed some very specific help with some something very special. And I know that I don't know everything. That's just how it is. And there are experts for everything. Um, so that's a really, really good advice, um, reaching out and talking to people and don't be afraid. Yeah. Matthias, do you have something to add? No, I just thought it was interesting that you said the worst answer that you can get from someone is a no. And I think we have a, a, a similar ways of saying that in each and every language. But I was, I, I just had to smile when I heard that because earlier I was on the phone with a French guy and French always say no to every question you ask <laughs> because they always say that leaves the option to say yes later on. So that completely unrelated to this, but I, that's that's why I smirked when, when I heard you say that. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I had a question. I wanted to, I, I know as... You're in uh, data journalism. Uh, there's still the evidence of journalism in there. So I wanted to ask, you know, with all the data aggregation and with all the collection and then actually putting it to a story, how do you avoid uh, biases? You know, how, how do you go through and stay neutral when collecting the data and then what the data tells you? Well, that's that's the, the question that every journalist asks when they are reporting. Uh, am I being biased here? Am I uh, and and that specific that's problem problematic on data journalism because um, some folks uh, don't think that um, maths or code uh, are not are not biased or could not because you know it's super scientific and uh, and uh, well uh, and the first the, the first step to be able to 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 not be is realize that you can be uh, biased, you know? Um, that's the first step and that's the, I think, I believe it's the, the most the most important one is, is to always ask yourself, okay, uh, am, I, am I being biased analyzing this data? Um, if, you are, if you are aware of that, that's the first step, you know, to, to, to don't do it. Then the, the, other, the, other, the other thing that, um, fortunately, journalism has already developed some um, 
how can I use? How can I say it? Um, let's let's call it like um, you know. Uh, you, uh, I don't have the, the English word for for it, but uh, you know, you, you know when um, a redundant system. You know when when there's there are other things that prevent one single guy to screw screw up so you have editors you, redundancies you have and... yeah, yeah redundancy exactly you, you you have editors you have you have a, an old newspaper that would read your piece and would will talk to you if they think look and mostly editors here have a very important role um, because they are the guys that you talk every day Mm. Uh, and you talk, and you say, "Look, I'm facing this problem," and your editor will just ask, "Why? Why don't you do it this way?" Um, most of the times, in, and in my case, uh, that happens because uh, I'm the only data journalist there. But uh, <laughs> so my my editor is not like data savvy, you know. Um, but but he but he is a journalist, so he's able to to prevent me from doing doing it. And another thing, as uh, and I, I already thought a little bit about about it is that uh, mostly in data journals because because I'm aware and maybe that doesn't happen with other data journals I don't know but uh, uh, here I can only talk about uh, about my work sure. um, uh, one thing one thing like maybe because we are aware that people think data um, is uh, super scientific and not biased at all because it's numbers. Um, one thing that I'm I really try to do is not also in my piece on the on the middle of the text has uh, have um, uh, some some kind of explanation what I did with the data like. Uh, of course, I cannot like be super descriptive because uh, like people don't want to know what you did. Uh, sure. So, uh, but I try. I try to to say like I got this data from these folks, and this data can have this problem and this problem and this problem. And I try to 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 say that in the middle of the piece. But also, I uh, and that's something that my editors like always laugh about my work is that I always write. Really big mythologies on the end of the of the pieces, you know, saying I did that, uh, doing that, 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 and I use this and this and this. Of course, this data can have this problem, this problem, this problem. But I believe uh, it's correct because of this, this, this. Uh, I also did, you know, I try I try to make sure my readers know uh, what exactly was done on that piece. You know, I, I don't, they, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think my, I don't think my, my readers need to know how to code. Uh, I don't think I should publish my code and everybody be able to, to check it. That would be also a very, a very good, uh, uh, idea, you know, for, for journalists to publish those, that code. And I used to do it. Uh, I don't do, I don't do it, uh, now, but, uh, but we'll probably do it. Um, so uh, in the, in the future again, but what I do is like make sure that even if you don't know a thing about maths, even if you don't know a thing about code, um, you are able to understand what I did, and you are able to find a problem there, you know, and 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 send me an email saying, "Hui, uh, your 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 work is a piece of," uh, because. Uh, you screw up because that's that's not uh, that's not how you should do that. 
um, I, I, obviously it, um, that exactly never happened. I thank God, but uh, of course there are some readers that write me emails saying I don't agree that you should have done that that way. Um, and um, I've learned a lot from from that. Um, so that's how I try to to escape that. <laughs> Well, you, what you just described is basically you're collecting data from open sources. Um, you're using a proper methodology, which you also explain to your readers, and then you're making an assessment based on that data. So that's open source intelligence. Yeah. And I know in, in every industry and job, people have a different word for that. Yep. But were you ever aware that you're conducting open source intelligence, or was this always data journalism for you? When did you come across the word OSINT? Well, actually, actually, it's uh, it's a term that has been also around in some data journalist conferences and some data journalist literature. So I was familiar with uh, with it. Um, I think, I think, I think. Uh, but but I, as I said, uh, and I think you 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 exactly put it perfectly because uh, everybody has a different word for it. Um, and I call it data journalism because that's what I do for a living, and that's what I. I, I well, it's the name that I call it, you know. But uh, but probably probably as you, as you said, when you when you see it from the outside, uh, it's OSINT, and that's perfectly fine. I I don't I don't mind I don't mind um, I don't mind. Uh, well, we're, the we're name all that, OSINTers here with you being a data journalist as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I think the, the only the only thing that probably differs, and I would like to to have your in, I don't, uh, I would like to have your input on on this. Um, I maybe the, the the thing that differs data journalism here is the um, the journalism the journalism part, you know, um, because uh, obviously there are there are uh, some. Um, journalism concerns about about how, how you present the, the facts and uh, obviously for example when i write when i write my final piece i have to follow the same journalist journalistic rules you know um, so maybe maybe there that there's a there the, the real difference between these two words is there is the journalistic part of it um, i don't know i would like to have your input on on it I, I would say really it's only the audience. You know, journalism spans a, a much more global reach as were OSINT uh, usually is uh, customer specific for either internal or external, whoever is asking for the, the, the request of the information. But yeah, I, I think a lot of the methodologies are somewhat of the same, especially when presenting the information, because you still want to go through and tell the story in, in a way that, that is that is understandable to, you know, from the CEO down to the, the data-driven people or whatever. So I, I mm -hmm. think it's similar, you know. Yeah. I would I would agree and also add like, when it comes to OSINT in an intelligence context, it's about supporting decision makers. So someone has to make a decision and uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's not a lot of information, but you kind of like have to make a good decision. So this is when OSINT comes in. And with data journalism, it's more about telling a story. Uh, you don't want to I mean, of course, you can steer it in different directions, but it's very descriptive. But you have the same descriptiveness in, in OSINT, where it's a descriptive requirement, where you just explain what, where, when, how, why happened, for instance. So yeah, I can that's, that. that's the, the basic questions of journalism. What, what you exactly, what you just, what you just said, it's the, the questions that we need to answer in every piece that we write. Um, so yeah. Uh, I believe I believe the two words are have a lot of in, in common. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. So welcome to the Aussie community then. Hui, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are wrapping up here, but before we finish, I would like to ask you, you just talked about Excel. Um, so in your daily basis, can you like just quickly tell us like what kind of software or how, what do, what do you use? You've talked about Google, like the importance of Googling stuff. You've talked mm -hmm. about Excel. Like, can you say like three or four things that you would say you need on an everyday basis? Okay. Um, my main language is R. Um, I use R every day. Uh, I have R Studio open all the time on my computer, and that's like the the language that I feel comfortable. Um, but that could be also Python or any other scripting language. Uh, the only difference between, uh, for example, uh, as a data journalist, between what I could be doing with R is and, and Excel is that. R is much more power powerful, and it's a script. It's a script, yeah. And Excel, you, you cannot script it. Script it. So uh, that's that's the, the the biggest difference. But I use R uh, all the time uh, for everything, since uh, scraping a website to do the data an analysis. Uh, the, the 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 second thing that I use R is uh, doing those data analysis and. How can I how can I say I I, I start by as I said, uh, as I said before start to write some questions that I want to ask my database um, and then I use R you know to uh, ask those questions and try to wrap wrap it up with a final report for for myself only for myself like uh, I'm have this database and I want to uh, doing some data analysis and also do some exploratory data visualizations uh, I do it I I, I do it too with R. Uh, because R has ggplot and ggplot is great for for doing those 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 uh, data visualizations. Then comes the second part, uh, and that's when I need to make the the final part of the of the project. Um, there could be a simple text to be published on the newspaper and on the next day uh, with a picture on the top and an headline and some text. Um, and that could also and happen and happens a lot, but uh, a lot of the times uh, it's not, it's not that because uh, as a data journalist, I also believe that um, data can be really powerful to give a personalized experience to our readers. So uh, what I what happens is that most of the times my projects also result on what I like to call news applications. Uh, and what are those news applications? It's just a story um, that is interactive and that allows the user to explore the data, uh, not, not as a dashboard. I have some kind of dashboard uh phobia uh not because i don't find them useful i just think that we we are publishing dashboards all the time without letting people know what that exactly means uh so you get kind of overwhelmed with lots of graph charts charts everywhere but but it doesn't help the um, the 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 reader uh, understanding the data. So I try not to build dashboards, but I call it news apps. Those are like 
uh, applications with text, uh, but also charts, and that allowed the reader to explore the data. Um, that means that I am also a web developer. Uh, so I, that's, that, that's the second, the second step. Uh, I, I do that web development part. Uh, sometimes it's just for doing uh, an interactive data visualization. Sometimes it's something more complex. And for that, I use VS code. That's my code editor, but could be <laughs> any other uh, code editor. Uh, and. Yeah, as technologies that I use, well, apart from the basic uh, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, um, I, I like I like to use uh, Vue.js um, as uh, to build those new applications. Uh, that's a framework. So, and for data visualizations, I use I love D3.js, but it really brings me down because it's super complicated to use. Uh, so most of the times I use uh, Shard.js for some simple shards. And yeah. I think that's that's like the, the main things that I use on my daily basis. Then, well, yeah. for actually getting data, uh, it really depends. It depends on the project that you are and I'm going to have to go out and Google all that so I understood what you said. What you said. I saw Michael was nodding all the time. He, he knew those things. Yeah. And this is for me, again, you know, starting point for, for OSINT, to go OSINT what, what you mentioned. Yeah, I, I've had some experience in our studio and with data analytics and stuff. I, I, I read uh, Mining Social Media, which was done by one of the, the BuzzFeed uh, mm -hmm. editors. And they, they did a lot of the same thing. They would take contextual social media information or whatever and follow it through and, and make stories out of that stuff. A lot of more of the, the data journalism. And that got me really interested in uh, data science and scraping using R and R Studio or whatever. And it's it's a little bit more than I can handle right now just mastering Python and, and JavaScript. But uh, it is something that is is very, very interesting to me. So I, I was glad I could keep up with the conversation. It was very <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you 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 allowed me to geek out, so <laughs> yeah, that's always awesome. That's always that's the best. Awesome. All right, Hui, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and to talk to us about data journalism. It was really really interesting, and I hope uh, all the listeners um, enjoyed this as well. So certainly, it was really really good. And there's always one last question that we ask every interviewee, which is: Is there anything? that you want to learn? Is there something new you would like to learn? And if you can give us a brief answer, it would be amazing. Brief answer. If is there anything new? Uh, well, there's a lot. There's too much things that I want to learn. Yeah. Uh, well, but, uh, the on the, on the, um, well, lately, I've been really focused on um, AI uh, and machine learning. Um, yeah. Because that could that can really save your save your life as a data journalist. Mm -hmm. um, so that I've been focused on that lately. Yeah. Um, uh, but but it's pretty new for me a lot of times. And uh, and the other thing that I, uh, the other thing that I really want to learn is B three JS because uh, <laughs> it's still it's still like um, the thing that. Takes me a lot of time to mm. to wrap my my head my head around and actually improve my art skills. It's always like my main goal. Um, but yeah, there are yeah, that, many that's, things. That's one that I have to learn. I, I don't, I've never heard D3JS, so I'm I'm very interested. So thank you for giving me some homework. I appreciate it. Hui, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again so much, and also thanks to all our listeners. And uh, if you like these interviews, please uh, share them as well, and also subscribe if you haven't so far, and uh, also. 
maybe you want to consider like uh, supporting us via uh, Patreon. So check this out. If you want some socks or some mugs or anything else, we've got also some merch. So check this out as well. And uh, yeah, so from from our side, like thank you so much, Rui, for taking the time again. And Thanks for well, having me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also, let me just uh, show again to and uh, to our uh, viewers. So make sure to check out Rui's work, Rui M G Barros with double R dot com slash projects. That's Rui M G Barros dot com slash projects. So you can check out his work and also make sure to follow him on Twitter. And um, this is at Rui underscore Barros 17. Um, yeah, so thank you so much um, for being here. And yeah, thanks. Yeah, very, thank very you. awesome. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you, Great to talk to you. All right. See you guys. <laughs>